It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for the sports phone. All right, it's Friday night. It's time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Oregon, Jim in the studio. Jim, I uh, this is just a regular week, Jerry. Yeah, it really is. I work it's today. Kind of, you kind of work. A week. I'm in Philo. You're in Portland. But next week, yeah, we're at yeah, the Portland Sports Bar. Yeah, let's get the housekeeping out of out. Of, let's get the housekeeping items out of the way. We'll be sure to talk about them again at the end of the show. Um, next week, Jim will be up here in Oregon with me. Uh, my mom will be here as well. So we will be doing the sports phone live from the bar in my house, uh, which uh, we'll have to get some pictures of that on like KZYX's website or something. So our listeners can know hmm. what exactly Good we're idea. doing when we, uh, when I say we're doing the sports phone live from the bar at my house, cause it's a literal bar. Um, but that is next week. Uh, today is uh, this week, so to speak, and it is time for the Sports Phone on Friday, May 21st, almost wrapping up May and heading into June. Um, if you are new to the Sports Phone, uh, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are here. We love sports. We know there's a lot of people out in the world that also love sports, and we want to talk about that and express our love for sports, so to speak. Um, we don't care whatever level it's at. We The biggest thing Jim and I want is the listeners to drive the show, pick the topics. We don't really care what you're calling to talk about. As long as it has to do with sports, we want to talk about it. Bring it up. We'll listen. We'll lay our, or lay our give you our opinions if you so desire. Or if you just want to hop on and just rant about something for a little while, we'll allow you to do that as well. As long as it has something to do with sports, Jim and I are in. The number to call to do that is 707-895-2448. Um, Jim, I feel like I cut the banter short this week. Uh, do, do you have any bantering you need to do before we get started here? Um, not really. I was just I was going to say um, I'm going to get to this in a second after we do this day in sports. But uh, – Talk about listener driven. Last week was listener driven, and yeah, I and yeah, I and I absolutely. loved it. And I also think, uh, well, let's wait. Let's wait for last week in sports. There's a few things I want to say about that. Last week on the sports phone is one of our little pre-sports phone segments. We're at seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight, but we are we're open. I mean, yeah. we're, we're ready to take calls. Um, you can interrupt us at at any time. I do want to remind people. Uh, I think Vince and Burton, two of our regular callers, know this, but we encourage something that a lot of KZYX talk shows discourage, and that's double, triple, and quadruple dipping. You're welcome to call as many times as you want in the hour. And uh, if, with the understanding that we may cut you off, but that's mm-hmm. our job. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's all I got for banter, if that counts. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that does count. Um, do you want to get into on this day in sports? I think the only other thing I was thinking about doing before we dive into like too much detail here was uh, we was quickly because we did this before the show and it wouldn't take too long. Um, I have some updates on our 2021 sports predictions oh, that we made right. back at the back in February, so we could go through that if you would like, um, or uh, we can jump right into on this day in sports. Whatever you want to do, let's. I, I like that. I, 
I thought you were just bringing that up before the show, just 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 to remind me of how bad I was on some of them. <laughs> I didn't realize you want you. So you want to do a mid mid year update on those? Well, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a mid year update, but there's some things on here that we can definitively say one way or the other if it happened and or can, if it didn't can, happen, kind of thing. If your thing is going along pretty good, can you can you reevaluate it and, and change sure. it a little? Yeah, we can absolutely reevaluate these, but there are some that, that let's I do think it we right now. Have. Well, we okay. gotta, let me take a call first. Okay, go ahead. Hello, call. You're on the air. Hey, I'm jumping in early. Yeah, because you didn't get in last week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Vince. Uh, so, so Jerry, you you wanted to do the uh, the the predictions that we did a few months ago. Um, I wanted to make sure that it was known that Jim and I both agreed that Steph Curry had a very good chance at the MVP. <laughs> At the beginning of the NBA season, and I believe he very well could win it. And do you so, rea- wait? Wait, wait, a chair. And do you realize that two people related to the sports phone shut us down and laughed at us? I did. Yes, you're darn tootin'. Noah Golden, Jerry Young. <laughs> okay, I laughed, I laughed that prediction out of the out of the stu- out of the studio. I thought it had no chance. So, what's interesting about that one is that is not on my list here of of predictions. And I don't know who made this one. And I, the, the flaw in this list is that I did not write who made these predictions. And I feel like I was, I'm a bad host for not documenting that. But one of the things that we can definitively say is incorrect at this point is someone, and I don't know who it was, predicted that Steph Curry would have a season-ending injury. I, I, I and, predicted that. But I so also, how could you – go ahead. I also predicted that, that he'd, he'd, he'd have an MVP-type season if he didn't get hurt. Just okay, because Clay Thompson was, was didn't play. Got it, got That's it. That's all okay. I said. Okay, so I think we can definitively say that one is wrong. Steph Curry did not yeah. have a season-ending injury. The other two that are incorrect, and I think we can safely say are incorrect, are, let me get through, let me find these here. Uh, Jim, you predicted, you predicted that Tiger Woods would win a major and not retire. Uh, he isn't even competing right now. Uh, and has did not win a major before his his car accident, and so that one's out. I also said Fetter. Go ahead. Well, we don't know about those ones yet. I'm just talking about the ones that we can definitively say one way or the other right now. Right. Um, and then the only other one that we can definitively comment on at this point, um, LeBron James is not winning MVP. That one was also incorrect. Yeah. Whoever predicted yeah. that one, that, that which, is also which, incorrect. Which, which he was on MVP caliber uh, status until, until he right. got hurt. Right. Yes, right. yes. So – those are my. Those are the three that I quickly wanted to comment on because I think those are resolvable at this point. I, there's more on this list yeah. that we're going to get to uh, in at some point. Um, with that, Vince, I'll, I'll throw it back to you if you had anything else you wanted to talk about. I, I just I just wanted to jump in really quick because you I was going to do this day in sports. I was in the middle of looking it up, but you threw out the whole like you know prediction thing, <laughs> and I was like, I really wanted to talk about the fact that Jim and I had Steph Curry on MVP and. And, 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 and I also want to, you know, I want to delve into the you know, NBA playoffs and your guys' take on the uh, the play-in tournament, all of those type of things. So, we don't have a caller, and you want to roll with that? Let's 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 do it. Sure. Why don't Why don't we go to this day and let Vince say one too? I'll start with mine first. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, mine for mine is on this day, May twenty first, eighteen nineteen. The first bicycle called the Swift Walker showed up in New York City. I had no idea um, that 
the bicycle started, it had a different name. And I, I don't know how I thought the bicycle started, but I didn't know it started in New York City and it was called the Swift Walker. So that, that's all I got. Jerry, what do you have? I, so I felt like today was a slow, a slow day in sports history. Um, it is. I, I, I just had one from 1997. Uh, Roger Clemens uh, got his 200th win. What I thought was interesting about this one was that he got it pitching for the Blue Jays, and he did it against the Yankees. And like, at least in my memory, Roger Clemens is most known as a pitcher for the Yankees. So he did it against the team that he subsequently like became most known for he's who we got to see him i got to see him pitch in person uh for the yankees um so i just thought that one was interesting because uh again the fact that he he did it against the team that i know him most for um and then you know roger clemens known very well for his uh steroids and and uh kind of performance enhancing drug controversies yeah you got one vince uh i mean it it really is one of the Worst day in sports. I mean, I'm kind of uh, struggling. I'm looking at them right now because I, I had the kind of the one you said with the Swift Walkers, the the first bicycle introduced in New York City. But there's not a whole lot else, Jerry. You probably pulled the most other prominent one out of there. Um, yeah. Well, in that, yeah. that case, I, 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 yeah. in that case, we don't have another call, so you can hang on a little bit longer. But Jerry. How- can I go back? I'd like to go to last week in the sports phone. Yeah, if if you want to talk about it, feel free. Let, let me just talk. About it. It's a, it's a new little sports phone topic I want to have. But last week on the sports phone, and and last week the highlights were basically horse doping because it, we talked about it the whole the whole week. And I want to just give a summary in case anyone wants to add to any parts of this. It started because Jerry read the article about a horse in the Kentucky Derby tested positive on one test, the the, the quick test it's called, um, and, and they stripped him of his Kentucky Derby win. Then he passed the second test. They gave him back to his, um, they gave him his title back. Then we had a medical doctor called up and explained the difference between a quick test and a fast test. So he gets back in. Then the the Preakness takes him on for the next week, lets him in the race, he gets second or third, and now the Belmont's coming up. You're, you've drifted way past last week on the sports phone. Right, but this is just <laughs> th- that story. That, yeah, but that's the, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you've, you're well beyond the, the what happened last week on the sports well, phone. Well, I was just getting to that. It started with that, with, with horse doping, and I still say the highlight call was a woman caller called in, and, and she wanted to start or have started. What I'm calling the Anything Goes League, she said we should have one league where you can do all the drugs and all the steroids exactly. you want just for the entertainment of the <laughs> viewers. Yeah. And that 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 um that's that came off horse doping. Yeah. So anyway, that was last week in sports. 707-895-2448. The lines are open. We've got Vince on the line here. You know what I love about that story is it, it continues the dialogue of the sports phone over the last month, month and a half, two months. I want to talk about the NBA for like five, ten minutes, a mainstream sport. And the sports phone, we just can't get it in there anymore because we talk about all these sports that are 
just awesome and people's memories of sports and, and whatever. Like, like, when was the last time we really took a few minutes to talk about a mainstream sport? Like, it's, it's so awesome that you guys allow everybody to talk about all these different topics in sports. It's, it's, such, sure. it's such a great little uh, uh, outlet you have here. It's, yeah. it's it's what I like about it is it we truly are sticking to our guns that this is listener driven and we're we're going to continue it if we never get to um you know who's playing who in the NBA in the NBA playoffs it's 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 fine with me some someone will bring it up eventually I I think well that's that's where I'm at Jim so I. I want to know your take on the play-in tournament. Oh, I'll give you my take, Vince. You go first, yeah. I hated it. Reason? And I, I hated it, and I still hate it. Um, and, and this is not because I'm a Laker fan. It's not because I'm a fan of LeBron James. I, I just don't like it. Um, so uh, to step back for a second for context, um, historically the playoffs in the NBA have been an 18 tournament or a 16-team tournament split across the two brackets. Right, so you have eight in the West, eight in the East. Yep. For whatever reason, this year, I think part of it had to do with the with the shortened season. I think the other part of it was just the NBA wanted to try something different. They decided to do this play-in tournament, and the way they did it was well, well Jerry, Jerry, this started last year with the it started last year in the season. bubble, sort of. No, they they that's what they did last year. It's exactly how they played last year out. Is everybody played their ten games? And then they had a play-in tournament, and then the playoffs started. So this is sure. just a continuation, yeah. just like Major League Baseball still doing the seven-inning doubleheaders and the guys right. starting on second base uh, in the extra inning. Right. Two leagues oh, have, have continued these changes from the, the shortened season last year during the pandemic. Oh, I see. And have tried to make them permanent. And, and uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA today, Stated that he wants to make this play-in tournament permanent. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you, Jerry. I I kind of like it in a way, but I also don't. I mean, it's more it's a couple extra NBA games, gives it a tournament style feel, but that's not that's not how it should go. You you have your top eight teams, and they go to the playoffs, and that's that's it. What's the reason? I want to hear reasons more than you don't like it. Jerry, you go first. What don't you like about it? I I don't like, so again, to to kind of wrap that up, the play-in tournament is the 7 through 10 seeds in both conferences play in a quasi-double elimination tournament to determine who the 7 and 8 seeds are, and then the 1 through 6 are the only ones that are guaranteed spots in each each bracket. Um, I, I don't like rewarding teams for being the 10th best team out of like 14 teams in a conference. I, I don't, I don't like that you've, you're, you're at the same time rewarding teams that are not very good and disrewarding is, I don't know what the opposite of rewarding is. I guess you're taking away the accomplishments of the seven and eight seeds. Punishing is the word. But yeah. You're punishing them because they were good but they weren't good enough. If, if you want to expand the playoffs, just make it a 10-team tournament. Just make it 10 right. teams. Have the first right. round be two out of three. What's it, the- make, it, make it one game for all I care. But I, I just I don't like the, the element of punishing the teams that – because now you basically have to be one through six to make the playoffs. It's no longer, one, sure, yeah. it's no longer one through eight. You have to be one through six to be guaranteed right. a playoff spot. What's, what's and, and I just don't like, I just don't like that they're, they're, 
punishing the seven and eight seeds by making them play in. I just think it, they should just make it a make it a bigger bracket. Vince, do you have a, a reason better than that or different than that? It's it, it's kind of the same same premise there. Like you, you you've you've created a format. Everybody's playing. You you don't want to be the number eight seed because you have to play the number one seed. But if you happen to be the eight seed at the end of the season, at least you know you're in the playoffs and you have a chance. But if you earn that eight seed and then you realize, well, shoot, I may have to play two more games just to be the eight seed to play the number one seed, that's kind of a kick in the gut after you played eighty two games. And you're, you know, it, you're it, both it, thinking so of would, it. You're both thinking that I understand that, Vince, and you're both missing the point with what about that team, the eighth seed, that worked so hard that became the eighth seed? Think about their fans. They may not even get to go to the playoffs and watch their no, team in the well, playoffs. Well, that's exactly it. And to me, Jim, this is all about expansion. I think every sports league is looking how to, you know, the NFL is getting a 17th regular season game. Oh. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to figure out ways to expand themselves. If you're going to do this, then give the one through four a week off in the NBA and make it a twelve, a five through twelve tournament, three out of five, and then then you have your eight teams after that. You know, right, like right. if you're going to expand it, expand it to a real. Because right now you look at like Golden State's playing Memphis. I think Golden State is better than Memphis, right? And I think Golden State could give Utah a better challenge over seven games than Memphis could. But tonight, if Memphis were to pull the upset, we might not see the better team in the playoffs because of this new rule and format. It just kind of takes away from the whole, the best teams get to play in, 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 in you know, I mean, let's see. Because um... Golden, Golden State just had to play a really tough game and they lost it against a better team. Let's, and now uh, they're, they're having to yeah. turn right back around and play another team. Let's see what uh, the caller says, Vince. Get li- Listen right, up and you. get Thank back you. to us. Yeah. You're on the air, sports phone. Hi. See, uh, you just got back to the NBA, and here I am sticking a, uh, a spoke in the wheel. Uh, oh, let's do it. What I would like to hear, and I know nothing about this. You guys know more than me, and I'm just going to listen to what you have to say about this. A strength, a particular strength of this program from the beginning has been local and regional school sports. And uh, so I guess this year has been a total washout. Did they have, like, virtual monopoly tournaments or something? <laughs> if you could say anything, now that the school year is just about wound up, uh, did anything happen this past school year? And what are the prospects for uh, the fall? Uh, that's what I'm curious about. You want, you want Jim? This, Jim, want, this is all. This is all you. You want to take this off the air? You you want to stay with us, caller? I'll take it off the air. I'm just going to listen to what you guys have to say about it. Thanks. Yeah. High so, school update, Jim, Jim. Before before you dive in here, I, I just wanted to quickly say, and then I'll let. Then this is your answer because you're more much more tuned into this than yeah. I am. Um, it is 100 percent our intention that once school sports kick in again in the area, we will. Get, get back into our regular cadence of having coaches on, having players on. That was one of my favorite parts of the show was getting the local coaches about what, whatever sports seasons we were in and having them on to talk uh, just from, you know, from all the different sports and stuff. I absolutely love doing that. We were, I have all intention of getting back into that hopefully in the fall of next year. Yeah. But with I, that, Jim, I, I, this is your answer to have to be had here. Yeah. It, 
we're going to get off horse doping and and get back into local high school sports eventually. Yeah. Um, this, I guess, what are we in? This is uh, spring. This is the end of the school year, the spring sports. Um, different, you've got a, a real quick summary is California Interscholastic Federation made some guidelines. The schools then could go at least to that or less than that with sports. They couldn't go over that. So depending what tier you were in, we were in, I believe, the purple or the red tier. I get them a little mixed up. Jerry, which is more severe? I have no idea. Yeah. The purple. And anyway, we got to the point where, like, Mendocino High School chose to have track and golf for spring sports. They didn't have enough or thought uh, baseball wasn't appropriate or softball. Um, the Fort Bragg Timberwolves, their league basically, including them, had baseball, softball, track, golf, and tennis. Those are the spring sports. They, we got into a tier such where they could happen. Some schools chose to be in them, some didn't. A school the size of, uh, of Mendocino had those two or three sports. Uh, Um, I know that. I know that Laytonville had an eight-game ba- baseball schedule. I don't know how many games they right. actually played, but they had an eight-game schedule. Anderson Valley had tennis and baseball for for, for theirs. The small schools um, just didn't have enough um, uh, students on on campus. My understanding: we will see a full of. I think we're going to have more full businesses in general, but there we're going to be a full on um, fall sports. Um, in September in, in mm-hmm. all of California. And um, another thing some of the California sports did is they took the popular sports like basketball that got eliminated in the winter, and they're playing them right now. Yeah. Um, schools like Mendocino and Fort Bragg, they just said, we missed basketball season. We're not going to jeopardize baseball season also because if they had basketball season and baseball together, a school the size of Fort Bragg probably wouldn't have enough kids. So. Yeah. That's the short version, Jared. Is that detailed enough? Yeah, I, I think that the short, short summary version is sports were played this fall. Or, so, excuse me, this spring. Right. At the, at the high school level. And, um, and they continue to improve because the numbers continue to improve. I think I think we're down into the yellow. In, in, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but um, um, I, I was listening to COVID stuff uh, today, and the vaccination has been more successful than predicted faster than mm-hmm. predicted, and things are looking pretty good for for um, normalcy, norm, normalcy in sports to to come um, back in September. Yeah. So so yeah, we are ready and raring to go once things hit full speed. Hopefully in the fall to, to kind of get back into our regular cadences. We've got coaches to talk to. We got players to talk to. I'm, I'm looking forward to get, getting back into that. So we were we were talking about the MDA. We were pl- talking about the playing season. Uh, um, when that call came, had you finished that for now, Jer? I think yeah, we were pretty I, clear. My, well, let, let me say my reason was I don't like a team getting eliminated that got that got seventh or eighth getting eliminated for any reason. They they made the playoffs right. uh, to to all of a sudden bring the ninth and tenth team in in it at all is is against. Unless you, my, my like I said, unless you just you make it a ten team bracket, sure. Like just do that. If you want ten teams, make it a ten team playoff. Don't don't make it 
don't do this weird thing where the seven and eight seeds don't get rewarded for, uh, for their for their season. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. The number to call again, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports, anything going on in the world of sports. What about today in sports? Any big news just today? Let me take a call, Jer. Hello, you're on the line. Uh, Okay, no callers. (laughs) We discussed the eight teams get in. Now, let's get playoff predictions. (laughs) <laughs> how do you want I'm getting this in guy. I'm getting this in I'm getting my NBA in right now come on <laughs> there's no calls Jerry. I, that this is listener driven let's go <laughs> I guess um, um, let, let's just do it let's do it that quick um, let's just go Jerry. read them off you West just want you want to actually go you want to go through all the matchups just I don't want to discuss them just predictions just predictions right. okay all right, let's just let's just go through them then. Uh, Utah versus the winner. Uh, Utah, the one seed versus the whatever you call them seed. It's the winner of Memphis and Golden State. I say the um, Golden State doesn't have a chance to beat in Utah in a seven game series. Curry will have a couple good games. They might win a few. That's all I got. I mean, I mean the Warriors have to beat Memphis first. I predict that'll happen. happen. I predict that'll happen, and then they'll 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 easily get beaten by Utah. All right, fair enough. And anybody uh, want to say anything more about that series? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm with you. Uh, Utah and six. All right. Regardless yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, Lakers. I, uh, we're gonna go in order here. You okay. settle down, Jim. Sorry. No, in uh, order. In order's right. It's Lakers. It's Lakers and uh, and. Uh, oh, if we're if uh, we're going the, by seed, not if we're going down the bracket. I was going. To, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Next one, Jeff. No, we're going. We're going down the bracket. Uh, four, four, five matchup in the West. Uh, Clippers, Mavericks. I think it's the best best series. I take the Mavericks upsetting the Clippers just because I don't want. I, I I I like watching the Mavericks and I don't like watching the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, Vince. I think it'll be the best series. Uh, Clippers and seven. Yeah, I, I was going to go Clippers in seven. Also, I, I, this is this was the first round last year, and it was great um, in, in the yeah, bubble. Exactly. This, yeah, so I, I think Clippers a little bit more balanced. Yeah, I think Clippers and Clippers and uh, I'll go in, Mavericks in seven. in seven. Go ahead. Right. I, I, I uh, want Mavericks. I want Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three six Denver and Portland. That's a good series. That's yeah. a good series. I don't see how I don't see how Denver can win. Seven zero seven. I mean, I don't see how Portland can win. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Interrupt us if you want to. Get us away from predictions, if you want to. If not, we're going to keep going here. I say Portland can't beat Denver. I am the exact opposite. I think uh, Portland's playing well. Hopefully, they keep that momentum going. I think Denver without Jamal Murray is dicey in terms of how much they're going to be able to score. I, I think Portland in six. Break the tie, Vince. Who, who's going so, to win? So I, I know that Donovan Mitchell's due back. Is, is Jamal Murray not due He's back this Series 2, or is, is he done-done for the year? He's done-done. Okay, so with, yeah. that, with that knowledge, I will take Portland in seven, and I think it will be a very, very wonderful series to watch, but uh, you're right. I don't, I don't see how Denver has the offense without... Uh, Murray uh, in that. And I do encourage anybody to call in. This is definitely boring talk for most people in our community, but uh, it's, I'm into it. Jerry and I love uh, this. I know Jerry yeah. and Vince are into it. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it moving, though. Let's, so. All right. Uh, Phoenix, uh, two seed. Lakers, the seven seed. 
I think the Lakers are the strongest seven seed in a long, 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 long time. Oh, God. Of and, course and, they are. And they're rolling. Uh, they, they proved last year, and not just last year, but the entire beginning of the season, how well they can play together with two superstars. I take them in six over the number two seed Phoenix and uh, and then winning the West. Go ahead, Jay. I, I love Phoenix. Even as much of a Laker fan as I am, I'm, I lived in Arizona for six years. I, I love I love this team. I think it's an awful matchup. I, I think the Lakers are going to win it in five, personally. Mm. And that's not just because I'm a Laker fan. I just think it's a terrible matchup for Phoenix. Are, are you unanimous, Vince? Yeah. I, I feel bad for Phoenix. I feel like uh, they've played a hell of a year. Chris Paul uh, is the leader who has the experience who could potentially win a, a playoff game or two. Devin Booker and De, uh, DeAndre Ayton will both get some well-deserved uh, comeuppance here and mm-hmm. will get the experience they need for the next four or five years because that team is up and coming and will be a championship-caliber team. It yep. just does not get to be this year because they're going to play the Lakers, and I take Lakers in six. Yeah. All right, so we're we're a pretty agreement, except for the... and, and 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 Jim, Jim, I do not want your entire Western Conference Finals pick right now, so don't say Lakers uh, win the Western. We're going, we're okay, going round okay, by round. Yeah, that's we'll fair. go round we'll by round. Okay. We'll, we'll do it again next week or the week after for the next round. But okay, hold, that's hold that's your, the, uh, that's your job. You, you brought it up. You set the rules. What's where are we at the East Coast now? <laughs> yeah, we're in the East. Uh, one seed is Philadelphia. Delphia, the two seed, or excuse me, the eight seed is the or whoever, whatever seed it is. I don't know what you're calling it. Is the Washington or the Washington Wizards? I'll take a sweep, Philadelphia, and sweep them in four. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad matchup. I, I don't think as good as Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are that they just don't have enough. It's it's a bad matchup. They don't play a lick of defense, and I Joel am, Embiid's very. I'm going to jump back in here. I say the top three seeds. In the West, all win four to nothing. I mean, the East. In the all, East, all, all win, win four, four nothing. nothing. Go ahead, Vince. That, that, that's fair. I'm actually going to go with Philadelphia here, but I I stay in six only sure. because Philadelphia is probably the one of the best teams ever. That is the worst team ever because they will literally lay, they will lay an egg. And if you lay an egg, Bradley Beal will score 50, and Westbrook will have a 20-20-20, and they'll yeah, win. So I think the, the Wizards will win two games. Still, Philadelphia you know, basically cruises, but it'll, it'll be one of those series that proves Philadelphia is nowhere near championship-level basketball yet. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. All right, second. Uh, 4-5 is the Knicks back in the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong uh, yeah. about that. And they are playing the Atlanta Hawks. I I take the Knicks just because I want it so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone yeah. does. I, I, I'm I'm so I just don't like Trey Young's image and his whole thing. And so <laughs> yeah. I don't care if the Atlanta Hawks are playing the Detroit Pistons or whoever. I want them to beat the Hawks. I want Trey Young to 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 go down. I want the Knicks in a sweep. Uh. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to take the Hawks. I'm going to take offense. So this is a really good defensive team that can't score versus a really good offensive team that doesn't play a lick of defense. I'm going to roll the dice with the offensive team, and I'm going to take the Hawks. 707-895-2448. We, we, we got interrupted for high school sports. What, what are we going to get interrupted for next? Well, we got What's, two left. I think we can get through these real quick. Right. Um, 
I prob- maybe one of the better matchups, uh, the three six in the East, the Bucks and the Heat. The Heat had a terrible start to the year and started playing better at the end of the year. Uh, I think Bucks Heat. This is a good one, three six. Yeah, I very, don't see how good. I don't see how how the Bucks ever lose. So I'm going with the Bucks in five. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, for the sake of the rest of my bracket, which I know we're not getting into, I have the Bucks winning this series. But I, but I, I won't get into why because of the sake of the rest of the bracket. But yeah, Bucks, I'll, I have the Bucks I'll winning take the series. The Bucks, I'll take the Bucks, but this will definitely be a seven-game series, if not a, if not one of those six-game series that should have gone seven if it wasn't for a buzzer beater. Right. So right. I'll take the Bucks, but this will be a a, a dog fight. I think. Yeah. Yeah, every game will be close in this in that one. Yeah, um, and then last but not least, uh, the the Brooklyn Nets uh, playing the whatever seed did you want to call it. They are playing the Boston Celtics. I don't uh, see how the I, Nets ended up. What are they? The four? The two. The two. Yeah. Let me um, real quick just name your team. I think all three of us. Anybody say the Nets are not going to win? I want to take another call. Uh, I've got yeah, I've got Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got Brooklyn as well. Thank you guys for this time. Nice job. Get back on. I appreciate it. Talk to you next Friday, or I'll talk Thanks. to you soon. Thanks, Vince. Nice, J- nice job getting us through that, Vince. Hello, caller. <laughs> you're on the air. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give you some humor here. Um, I'm probably sure maybe you guys heard it, but it's really fun to listen to. Um, Abbott and Costello doing who's on first, <laughs> and George Carlin comparing baseball to football. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Oh, boy. I, I missed I, the uh, first part. I have a. I missed the first part of that. She wanted us to comment on both those two things. I think the caller wanted us to. Uh, yeah, I have a. Uh, History. A very personal relationship with who's on first. That that bit. Um, that I would say there's some percentage of the Anderson Valley area listening base that might know that. Maybe, possibly. I I know um, there's people listening that. that... Yeah, I, I would imagine there's a few people out there. So uh, for that caller, um, I actually at one point in my life, I'd be curious if I still can do it. I memorized who's on first. Um, I think it's one of the. I love comedy. Jim and I are both huge fans of comedy in general. I think beyond just like sports comedy, it's one of the best comedy bits of all time. Um, But anyway, I had who's on first memorized at one point. You were eight uh, years old. You were eight years old. Yeah, I was. I was eight. Yeah, I was. I was eight years old, and I performed it. I don't even know what the official name of it is. Whatever the talent show thing was at the Grange in Philo. It's called the Anderson I, Valley Variety Show. They, they're very sure. clear not to call it a talent show. It's a variety show, and it's very, very well known. They're in the, like their thirty-fifth year of do, of doing yeah. it. And I, I do want to add, anyone, everyone, I well, if you don't know what it is, I don't want to. That's not where I'm going here. Most people have heard the Evan Costello's "Who's on First Routine, but what made this one special is there's been I I found out two other groups of people that did that. Yeah at the Anderson Valley um, Variety Show, and it's been done hundreds of times other places. But Jerry did both parts, and he'd look at himself. He'd say one part, then he'd turn his head the other way, and he'd turn his head his other way, and he got through the whole thing, um, got a standing ovation at the Variety Show as an 8-year-old. He was wearing his Little League uniform. I was saying I wore my Little League jersey. Yeah, that was fun. Um, 
I still listen to it every now and then. I'll, I'll pop it in. There's there's not a lot of great sports comedy out there. Like there's sports comedy movies, but like there's not a lot of I, stand-up routines that have to do with sports like that are well-known. I think I, who's on first is far and away the, I, the I, most well-known. I was a big fan in high school of George Carlin. I actually went to live shows in mm-hmm. Buffalo, New York. I lived in Jamestown, New York. We used to go to venues. Um, he, he was very successful at stand-up like in the early 70s is when I saw him. And I don't remember his bit on baseball and football. Do you? Have you heard no, it? No, I don't. So I can't no. I can't comment on that. If I, I had time that, to think about it, I mean, the guy was a genius. He's the guy that did, he did the seven words you can't say on radio or television. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there's just a few out there. Like, Lewis Black's got a great bit about the Super Bowl. Um, oh, really? Th- yeah, that, that's really good. Uh, Robin Williams has a, a bit about like the origins of golf that I think is hilarious. Really? Um, These are all comedy so, acts. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a few out there that are really good, but yeah, I, I don't know the George Carlin baseball football one. I'll have to, I'll Sein- have to listen to Seinfeld it. do baseball or do 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 sports comedy? Seinfeld though has one about the Olympics that I think is pretty interesting. How he just talks about like the how the luge is just. It's not a. It's something. He has some bit about the luge. I don't remember what the specific line is, but yeah, I, I can't think of any sports ones other for him. I know other than the Olympics. I, I know he does some Olympics ones. Huh. Um, but yeah, sports, sports and comedy has has always been a thing for sure. Um, seven zero seven eight nine. Go, go ahead, ahead Jerry. Telephone well, number. I was going to say yeah. Number to call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Anything on your mind, you can go ahead and give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Remind us of some other sports comedy. Hmm. Never really thought about it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's you know, like I said, there's a lot of good sports movies out there, like sports comedies, but. Yeah, stand-up routines. I hadn't really thought about that. I'm gonna have to listen. I found the George Carlin baseball versus football bit. I'm gonna have to actually listen to it after the show. My guess, my guess is if it's if it's a um, if it's a live bit, I'm guessing it's not appropriate for radio. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. George, knowing George Carlin, probably not radio uh, appropriate by any means. Jerry, we had quite a heated dis- discussion this week, and. Um, I, I think it's be, it's back to the horse to the to the. No, we're back to we're back to the horse racing. You and I had a discussion that I sort of was surprised. I don't see how, and the only answer you could give me was that there's no governing body, in, which I find it hard to believe in horse racing. But how can a horse that tests negative, because technically tested the horse tested negative in the end in the Kentucky Derby? be banned from the Belmont Stakes just because he don't like the trainer. So, okay, we're going to you, we're going to need to back up a few <laughs> steps here. Okay. Cuz we're we're kind of you're kind of diving into the deep end here and we we got to I still have wondered got, about that ever since we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you there, but we got to we got to set the table for this, right? We can't we can't just, you know, dive midway in here. I we got okay. I want to try to keep everyone in the loop here. So, last week Jim and I talked a lot about uh, oh god I'm not going to get the name of this Medina horse right I got to pull it up here Medina Spirit who was trained by uh, Bob Baffert those are the names that are important in this in this little soap opera we have going on horse test positive 
um, at a, at a drug test, uh, after the Kentucky Derby, the, the then subsequently tested negative, the Belmont Stakes let him run, or excuse me, the Preakness let him run in the, in the next race. And then the Belmont Stakes, which is the last race in the Triple Crown, has banned, or it has, has, has suspended, not the horse, but has suspended horses entered by this trainer um, from participating in this year's uh, Belmont Stakes. And the announcement was made in terms of, like, the suspension was made by uh, the NYRA, which is the New York Racing Association. New York. Um, and they, they basically said that for the, main t- the, the, the integrity of the sport uh, and for the betting public, we cannot allow this horse uh, to be in the race. And, and he has been suspended uh, from... Uh, from from having horses enter the race, um, I, I mean that's the that's the story. I, I guess I don't know how how much you want to get into your 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 questions about this. My um, questions are very clear. Yeah. That's prejudicial treatment, um, but it seems like it does better. It seems like you open yourself up to lawsuits when a horse tests negative, and regardless of the history. There's no standard. Like, he tested negative. Right. And he had to test negative again at the Preakness because they, they, they test every horse that finishes. Yeah. How can they then say, okay, but you, you still can't race? It, it's well, just, there must be yeah. no rules. Yeah. So there's no standards and there's no rules. And this goes back to the conversation Jim and I were having off the air. There's no standards and no rules because, from what I can tell, there's no governing body when it comes to horse race. Basically, meaning. There's no NBA, there's no MLB, there's no, you know, world to ATP, like world, like the, there's like a, a tennis association. There's no professional golf association. There, there's no governing body making these rules. So because there are no governing bodies making these rules, it comes down to, I, I don't know like what it, who it comes down to, whether it be the track or the state or whatever, they get to make their own decisions. And, and so the the reasoning behind this from that standpoint because there's no governing body is because everyone gets to essentially make their own rules Belmont and New York thought it was enough that this horse failed the test initially that was enough for them to to basically say that we don't want anything to do with this trainer and other tracks have said the horse tested he's fine we're going to let him in and it's just it's a difference it's a difference of opinion and a different standard of expectation and the reason you can do that is because there's no governing body determining what can and can't happen in horse racing. So then I at, asked, at, a, at, at a level of official rules. So they're basically basing their decision on the trainer. What's his name, Bob something? Bob Baffert. They're basically basing their decision on Bob Baffert's reputation because he's gotten cost, caught in the past. The weird yes. part is he didn't get caught two weeks ago because the horse eventually tested negative. So what doesn't make sense, before I take this call, Jer, I just want to tell the caller, let me finish this statement. It doesn't make sense. Had they not tested him at all, the guy would be able to race. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I was wanting to comment on your uh, comedy uh, in sports uh, thing you guys are talking about. Yeah. 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 So I don't, so I don't know if this, if this really pertains, but my parents and cousin grew up in the Indiana, Indiana, Indiana area, Bloomington, where basketball is a huge, obviously a huge deal there. 
Hoosiers. And and so right. And so uh, my dad went to Purdue. My mom went to IU. Wow. And so my my cousin, she is a squat, big, around lady, and she is you know wasn't very mobile or whatever. She's a little bit older than them. And for one Christmas, my dad got her a tape of the. The Hoosier, the Hoosiers basketball announcers announcing a basketball game, and then they'd throw her name in it like she was going into sub for Quinn Buckner, and for and she'd go up and dunk and stuff, and they'd be like Rebecca Souter, and she'd dunk and like do all this crazy stuff, and it was just hilarious. And I don't know um, huh. if they have any if they have any things like that around here, but they, they, it was a full broadcast of a fake basketball game by the actual broadcast guys, and they would throw her name in there. They'd sub her in and out of the game, and obviously she oh. can't play basketball. She's like five foot two or whatever. It, that's but, uh, great. It was super, super funny, and I don't know if they, if, if you guys have heard I've or never seen anything, heard like, anything that, like that. So they produced it, or they they took an old game and they substituted her name in. Yeah, I I think that they took an old game from most of it, but they had they had to. I was probably only maybe eight or ten years old when I heard the tape. But I, I remember listening to it every Christmas, just thinking it was the funniest thing in the whole world. It kind it of reminded me of that comedy. Chevy Chase Fletch thing. Yes, it was made for That's comedy. Great. Yeah. That's great. No, I, I have never dad. heard of anything like that. That is hilarious, though. I, it, I it would was love super to see funny. That. Yeah. There's a it was lot kind of like that, that Fletch thing where he goes in and he's like, you know, five, nine, six, six with the Afro type deal. It's kind of like that right. type of thing where they, right. you know, it was, it was hilarious. There's a lot anyways, of, there's a lot of comedy sports movies. And I think what Jerry, sure. what we were getting at here is 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 comedy stand up, right? And I'm a big stand up guy. I write a lot of jokes for stand up and stuff like that. And then uh, um, who comes? I to- just moved back here. I, I, I lived in, I lived in Oregon for 30 years. And my parents lived in Sonoma County, and so I, was, I became a man in Oregon. But I grew up in Sonoma County, so now I'm back here, kind of in Mendocino, nice. kind of being close to my parents again. But I've been in Oregon for 30 years, so. Nice. I did a lot of comedy stuff up there and stuff, but I I'm back here now and I don't really have a I don't really and the COVID's going on obviously so I don't really have a you know so an what's, outlet what, for any what, that type of stuff. But. Give us one bit then that you can remember besides besides Evan Costello who's on first or George Carlin's can can you name another famous sports um, stand up bit? They, they, um, they, no, I I did I did write a bit about the uh, about the uh, the. I don't. I don't know any one right off the top of my head, but I wrote a comedy bit for stand-up about uh, Bill Belichick and the ball boy and the Deflate Gate thing, huh. <laughs> and about how the how the, the, the special needs kid took the blame for the Deflate Gate thing, and and how, and I mean, he must have been so happy when he got that job, and he was so proud and everything, and then they they, they threw all the blame on that kid, and he must have just felt like. I can't imagine what that kid must have felt like, and, I, and no. how those guys could how those guys could walk away when saying they thinking that they did the right thing by put, like putting all the blame on somebody who was a special needs kid. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't. That just yeah. really blew my mind. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Thank, thank, thanks for the uh, thanks for the yeah. comedy update. And, and, and you guys' show, I look forward to it every week. It's great. I love it. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. For, thank you. Thank you so much for putting on the show. And if I can, you. if I can get a hold of my dad, I think he still has that tape. I might be able to get a copy of that tape and and somehow get you guys a copy of it, just so you can listen oh, to it. It, it is hilarious. Thanks for I'd the call. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Hello, call. Are you there? Hey, yeah. Sorry, um, I don't have a, a stand-up sports comedy, but I do have, uh, and you guys will relate to this one, uh, the second spitter. 
The second spitter? Oh, the, that's, a, that's, that's from Seinfeld. Exactly, yes. Good yeah, job, Jerry. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Remind me. Oh, geez, we're going to go real deep into the weeds here. Uh, there's an episode, there's a two-part episode of Seinfeld when Jerry oh, I essentially got, no, it's, thinks... It's... He's trying to impress Keith Hernandez, who used to play for the Mets, um, and... You get this whole story about how Kramer that's just and Kramer, Newman got... That's just a Kramer stand-up routine. Yeah, it's it's Kramer and Newman saying they got spit on by Keith Hernandez. No, and there's a whole... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and there's a whole, yeah. like, comparison to... Yeah. What are they I What mean, are they making... They're not making fun of it. What are they alluding to with the, there's a second shooter? Like, with... Yeah, this, yeah, it's the Kennedy assassination, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically Jones comparing Hill, it yeah. to the Kennedy assassination. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you guys kind of covered it with the whole uh, uh, Abbott Costello and George Carlin. There's not that many good stand-up sports uh, things. I'm sure there's a few others, but that was a great Seinfeld episode. And I know you guys are Seinfeld fans, so oh, I thought yeah, I'd chime yeah. in with that one just for the, yeah. the humor, you know, break away from other things right now. And that was, you know, I remember, anytime, I, you talk, anytime you can talk Seinfeld, it's a good thing. I remember very. Yeah, I remember a... that episode very clearly because it was focused on Jerry was standing behind his counter, yep, and and uh, <laughs> Kramer came through the door, and it was at least a ten minute bit. Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah, oh, a long one. Yeah, it was one of the longer uh, moments, and and just the, the the Jerry apartment, you know, like very yeah. detailed, you know, so the think... one magic loogie. Uh, just, Jerry's just, skirting just, uh, around the yeah. Jerry's skirting around the issue. Do you think that a horse that tested negative? Oh, we're, going, we're going, we're going back to this. Oh yeah, oh, they got somebody else to talk to now. So, so a horse that tested negative was allowed to run in the next race should be banned from the race after that because of the history of the trainer. So it's really the trainer, not the horse. We've we've agreed that it's not the horse's fault. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so you're saying we're going, we're going back to the fact that the Kentucky Derby horse winner tested positive, was still allowed to uh, run in the Preakness, right? And now it's the Belmont, right? right. And yeah. they're not, and so that horse is not allowed to run in the Belmont. Correct. Right. But he actually and, tested. And, 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 are these decisions made by the hosting uh, uh, arena, or is it horse racing as entity that? saying no like what's the the full jet vince as far as i can tell horse racing does not have a governing body in the same way that that other that other sports do if there is one there isn't one that is making rules here but i could be wrong right so this is basically the, the the preakness was like yeah sure we're fine whatever and the belmont's like no not good enough it's right. every Okay, so venue, that, every me, venue for themselves. That to me makes it because to me, like that, that horse shouldn't have run in the Preakness. Like that horse should have been banned from the the Triple Crown potential at all. Well, the, the, whether it's whether it's the horse's fault or not. So the fact that it ran in the Preakness and the Belmont's not allowing it to me is fine. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. This this is a conversation that can go around in, in the circles jerry yeah oh yeah That's, for sure yeah. yeah what do you I mean what are you guys thoughts i might have missed that uh, i don't care you guys... i i think if if each place has the right to do whatever they want i i think they could do whatever they exactly. want i, 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 don't I think they're opening issue. themselves up yeah. i don't think it's fair it, they have to each individual i'm taking another call thanks vince <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, uh, it's Mike again. I just wanted to, uh, I just remembered last night I was listening to my Pandora comedy thing, and Jim Jeffries does a bit uh, about Michael Phelps. Apparently, he used to date Michael Phelps' ex-girlfriend. Oh, I had no idea. And so Jim, Jim Jeffries is one of my favorites. Funny bit about Michael one. Phelps. I just remembered I was listening to that a little bit last night. So, well, What um, was it? It's not proper to say on the radio, but yeah, saying, um, you guys can look it up and listen to it. It's pretty funny. Huh. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if, if George Carlin's not appropriate for the radio, Jim Jeffries is absolutely not appropriate for, for public it's, radio. It's, he's it's he's one of my favorites, though. I didn't know he had this completely rip on Michael Phelps, but he, he definitely has some good things to say. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Thank you. All right, 707-895-2448. We have about six minutes left. Get your calls in, um, comments on something. But no... I, I still I don't know if I've said it or I've said it three times, but it doesn't make sense that the horse it seems presidential and they ha even the Belmont itself has to have standards. They can't I mean They do. And their standards are higher than the other than the other places. So I think it's presidential towards this one. I, I have there been other trainers that have got busted that they've allowed in? I mean it's I don't know. I, I it, it again like it can it Probably is like I, I I don't think you're necessarily wrong that it's prejudicial, but the fact that these three races are not governed by anything, it doesn't matter. Right, 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 yeah, right. It, it right. just it doesn't matter that it's prejudicial because these horse races have nothing that is controlling them. I did find out in case there are any horse racing aficionados out there that were going to call me on this. There is a governing body in horse racing. It's just that these three races are not part of that. Um, the the, there is something called the Breeders' Cup, which um, well, maybe the, now I'm now I'm questioning this. Maybe there is a a organization. I'm gonna have to do some more research on this. Let's and, give and this find person out. a chance. You're on the air. It's not the horse. It is the breeder. It is the breeder. It is the trainer. Of course. It, I mean, it isn't the rider. No, they're, they're not the, the ones that are banned. That are, that are giving the drugs, that are making the decisions to give them the drugs. And I think it's really cool that someone, Belmont, state of New York, whoever it is that was in charge of making that decision, is making a stand about drugs and drugging horses. I mean, it's one thing. Once again, let's go back to that uh, gladiator-type thing that it became last year with, yeah, give them steroids, you know? I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. The horse has no control. The horse yeah. doesn't care if it wins the Kentucky Derby. It's going to the show. That's all it knows. <laughs> or it gets to just hang out and take it easy that week. All it knows is it's working or it isn't. It is the owner. It is the trainer. Those are the people that have to be straightened up. If it's going to be a straight race, it has nothing to do with the horse. It has everything to do with the trainer, the owner, the jockey isn't even part of that. Well, right. just uh, Burton, before you go on, that, that's what they did at the Belmont. They 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 didn't kick the horse out. They kicked out no, the they trainer. Didn't. They kicked that out trainer. the trainer. And and maybe they'll ban him for a couple years. How about that? Maybe yeah. he loses his damn job. I would love I would love to see that kind of cleanup in in, in all of sports. I I, I don't think yeah, I hey. don't think sports <laughs> enforces their rules strict enough. So yep. Let me take there another one. We're running out of time here. Thanks for that. Cool. That was very Perfect. passionate. Hello? Call you on the so, air. Yeah. Let me take another one. We're running out of time here. Thank you. Turn off your radio. Call you on the air. Hello? Hello? 
Is that me? Yep, that's you. Yeah. Turn down your radio. Go ahead. No, I guess not. You're on. No, that's you. Is that me? Yep, that's you. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. So two two quick things. Um, there's a really interesting article in this week's New Yorker about about um, about what you're talking about, about horse racing in general and about doping. And a couple of things. One is that, you know, like lots and lots of horses have died in the last couple of years. I mean, it's uh, the numbers are staggering. And so there's the, there's a political thing going on. There's a up, you know, there's a questioning about what's going on here. So that's part of it. And the other thing that that's, you know, like your caller last week, the doctor, you know, the the whole thing is really complicated with the with the doping and all that and and you know, there's there, there's this whole industry of figuring out ways to create drugs that will not be detected in <laughs> In, uh, in, te- in drug tests. So, you know, it's very likely this guy has got this reputation and, you know, who knows what kind of, you know, fancy high-tech thing that they're trying to do to evade the test. So that's possible. So they have a, a reasonable suspicion, so I don't fault them for that. And also, just briefly, uh, Andy Griffith does that wonderful thing about football um, that, that WDN aired a few weeks ago. You mean on, on, on the Andy Griffith show? On the show or a stand-up? Collar dropped, Jim. Huh. Andy Griffith, I'll have to check that. When I used to watch the show, yeah. um, Andy of Mayberry, it was called. Hmm. That's about it, Jer. All right. Yeah. We, time flies again. So let's wrap it up here. Uh, Jim, one more time in terms of updates and housekeeping items. Sports phone will be happening next week. It'll be here in Oregon in my house uh, at the bar. Uh, we're looking forward to doing that. Um, but uh, for, until then, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks to everyone that called and participated in the sports phone this week. And uh, that's all I have, Jim. Unless you had anything to uh, to wrap us up, uh, let's call it a night and we'll get ready and do it again next week. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Do something. Maybe we should feature Portland in some way. Seeing we're going to be in Portland, I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah, not... we can come up with something like that. Maybe. All right. Good night, Chair. See ya. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willetson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening. <laughs>